Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. I'm Andrew Cannon, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Joy Power Break series. In each episode of the series, I'll be giving you a highlights tour of a superpower, which we've recently covered in depth in the Joy Superpower series. So why not grab a cup of tea or a coffee, sit back and enjoy 10 minutes in my company as we reflect this week on the art and science of overcoming anxiety. We all worry, right? There are at least certainly many opportunities to worry throughout our lives. Life goes fast and we're busy being busy. Worry is something I've struggled with over the years. Worry before public speaking, worry when I do something new or unknown, worry about finances, relationships, about how I'm perceived by others, to name but a few. Why not take a moment now to reflect on the things you're currently worrying about or have recently worried about? I believe that worrying is a natural part of being human. As Jeffrey DeVore, a behavioral health social worker at Henry Ford Health System says, if people aren't a little bit worried right now, that's a problem. So it's okay to worry, but how much worry is too much? Where is the border where we reach so-called excessive worrying? When does worry become anxiety? Starting with a worrying thought that eventually might emerge into further concerning thoughts, give it a spin and we could end up with a storm spiraling in our minds. This cognitive tension does not only affect our mental health, but can cause physical harm as well. This is why we want to include overcoming anxiety as a joy superpower. And many things can cause anxiety. According to Professor Alan Kasdian, anxiety can develop from many uncontrollable factors and their combinations, such as genetics, medical condition, personality, and life events, such as financial stress, health issues, such as heart attacks or injuries that affect mobility, or the death of a spouse or a friend. Sometimes certain situations like large social settings or noisy or unfamiliar environments can also cause anxiety. So there are indeed many opportunities for anxiety to be born and grow. And therefore it's important to have ways to overcome our excessive worrying and anxiety. So I was thrilled that in the sixth episode of the Joy Superpower series, I had the chance to discuss overcoming anxiety with Nick Elston. Nick is one of the highest profile and leading inspirational speakers on the lived experience of mental health. Nick is also a transformational speaking coach and mentor, specializing in unique mental health engagement and emotional storytelling. Nick helps people change from their story owning them to owning their own story. Nick's personal experience with developing anxiety started in early childhood and took almost 10 years. For Nick, anxiety was about worrying and feeling guilty about the past, which made him catastrophize future events. According to Nick, the line between a reasonable amount of worrying and excessive worrying is being crossed once we start doing something out of obsession and compulsion rather than choice. With anxiety and OCD, for example, we often use the word fear, which according to Nick 
is more often than not false evidence of fear. Our instincts are looking for danger and threats where there is none. Our emotional intuition is in a way lying to us. And therefore we need to reverse the narrative of trusting our gut and set ourselves on a mission to prove ourselves wrong. Maybe now take a moment to think about your own fears and to see if they are real indeed, or whether there is in fact false evidence of fear, as Nick suggests there often is. One of Nick's many interesting thoughts during our chat was that chasing happiness creates a lot of anxiety. Nick says that in general, we're taught that happiness is something to strive for, which is tied up in the milestones of life making a lot of money, graduating from school, getting married or having kids, for example. In addition to that, we constantly compare ourselves to other people or setting high expectations for ourselves. The problem, according to Nick, is that it becomes a constant chase and we're always moving the target. In particular, pursuits of happiness that go unsatisfied can fuel our inner critic, which can increase depression and anxiety. Feelings of disappointment can also increase feelings of inadequacy and low mood, which are precursors to depression. Maybe this is the wisdom behind my grandmother's words, which still echo in my head, when she said, never expect and you'll never be disappointed. Nick's opinion is that we should strive to reach the point of zero, neutral state, which is a good place where you get a peace of mind. I wake up and I'm not chasing positivity or happiness. I'm chasing to be at the point of zero, says Nick. Well, Nick's words certainly caused me to pause and reflect on the goal of this art and science of joy project. Our mission, of course, is to inspire and empower people to live more joyfully, but we need to be conscious of trying to do this in a way which does not cause anxiety. I like the idea of conceptualizing joyful living as a neutral state of being, a state of balance, in which all emotions, whether happiness, sadness, anger, worry, to name but a few, are all a natural part of our experience of life, not to be denied or swept under the carpet. I also think it's important to continue to talk about the joy superpowers as tools that each person can choose, whether or not to use, in their own life, rather than must have ingredients to a joyful life. Rather, these are ingredients people can choose to add or not to choose in the amounts they want to add them to their own joy cocktail. But I digress a little. So back to the overcoming anxiety. And let's talk about some of Nick's top tips. The first is to embrace sneaky development. Nick suggests focusing on specific tools and strategies rather than the end goal emotional well-being in this case. And he says, you'll end up there anyway, sooner or later. Secondly, Nick says, beware of your masking behavior. If you start to be what people want to see, what situations demand of you, or start being afraid to show yourself and put opinions forward, eventually you will become lost. Nick used to be a different person with his colleagues, friends, and family. And he says, none of those were me. It just mirrored what people wanted to see in me. 
Nick suggests taking 15 minutes of the day just to rest and recover, and recharge so that you can go and be stronger tomorrow. We're so busy being busy, therefore we need to prioritize ourselves. Nick suggests to get a diary, take a nap. He says it's not a waste of time, it's an efficient investment. Again, I'd like to ask you to consider whether you do that often enough. Can you find 15 minutes each day just to relax, rest and recover and recharge? Are you doing it already? If not, why not give it a go for the next week and see what happens? Nick recommends to work on distinguishing fact from fiction in our own lives. Think about something that makes you anxious. If it's a fact, we can deal with it, reach for help, find a solution. If it's a story we tell ourselves in our minds, we can start changing the narrative and start talking ourselves to a winning game as opposed to a losing game. Nick encourages us to expand our comfort zone. Do you know that the paradox of comfort zones is that in reality, they aren't always that comfortable. It's often easier to stay in a position of pain, for example, or of frustration than to do something about it. So Nick suggests to do something that scares you a little bit every day. Consistent changes, even if small ones, push yourself a little bit more. Practice being a little bit more vulnerable and you'll end up expanding your comfort zone. As Nick puts it so beautifully, the key to overcoming anxiety condition is practicing willful tolerance of uncertainty. Change and uncertainty are the number one triggers of anxiety and they are unavoidable. It's important to realize that we cannot influence or control the uncontrollable and therefore to recognize what is in our control and what's not. So I hope you our listeners feel inspired and empowered by this little joy power break to use some of these tips to overcome anxiety and thereby add more joy to your own life as well as to the lives of others. If so, please visit our website, theartandscienceofjoy.com to read more about overcoming anxiety or to listen to the full podcast episode with Nick Elston, which you can also find on your favorite podcast platform by searching for The Art and Science of Joy. Whilst there, why not subscribe to our podcast and join us as we explore more and more Joy's superpowers? And why not hop on social media and using the hashtag Joy Superpowers, share your own experiences with overcoming anxiety. We'd love to hear your stories. And if you don't already do so, please follow the Art and Science of Joy on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Come and join in the conversation and help us spread the power of joy. Why not start by simply sharing with others what brings you joy today? Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you tune in next week for the next Joy Power Break episode, when I'll be giving a highlights tour on the art and science behind the joy superpower of being in nature. Until then, farewell and be joyful. <laughs>